Welcome, everybody, to the Revolution Not Televised podcast. This episode, we're talking about how you, as a Black person, could, should, and almost have to bet on yourself when it comes to, um, you know, earning um, something in proportion to what you produce, being in control over your labor. Yesterday, we held a discussion talking about... um, you know, appraising the value of a college degree to a black person. And some people, you know, they just couldn't fathom the idea of like not going to college. It was like I was insulting people or something like that. They were, you know, some people were triggered by it. And you have to ask yourself, like, why do you have such a visceral response to even just the talk of examining the value of a college degree for a black person? Okay, so we're going to have a discussion about that, but primarily the focus of the discussion today is how you as a Black person can reinstill your own self-confidence in your abilities, your talents, and put it to work for yourself instead of having somebody else determine the value of that work. Somebody else who is, you know, in control of the means of production that is racist that does not like you, and that is the child or the grandchild of people that thought it was a good idea to have slavery, you know? So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, The first thing I want to get into is why I talk so much about parenting. I talk so much about, um, you know, the school system, teachers, because a lot of people, a lot of you, that don't really have confidence in your ability to strike out on your own, um, a lot of the negative self-talk that you engage in came from your parents and your teachers. It was your parents that made you feel like you can't do anything right. You can't do anything good. Always being critical, never saying good job, never saying I'm proud of you, never constructively correcting, always being demeaning in their language. If you grew up in that type of environment, that's how you're going to eventually talk to yourself. So you should never underestimate the effect that verbal abuse, downing, and all of that from a parent um, could have had on you, you know, as an adult. So that's something that I would say if you grew up in that type of environment, like, yeah, like, let's, you know, go to a black therapist, go to a holistic therapist and talk to that person, hash out those feelings and re-engineer your mind, re-engineer your self-confidence because it does affect you all the way into adulthood. And it does affect, you know, what you feel like you're capable of. Secondly, again, the school system, you know, that's why I tell people like, hey, do what you have to do, literally whatever it takes to get your child from the claws of the school system, the public school system, that's what you have to do because uh, that's the second component. That's where self-esteem is broken down for a lot of black children, black boys and girls, where they're labeled as behavioral problems, failures, developmentally delayed, special ed, all of these kinds of labels that are put on a person by the public school system. You know, and again, that contributes to a person's negative self-talk about themselves and also is directly correlated to how well they feel they can do if they try to do something on their own when it comes to their talents. So if, again, if you, if you went through the public 
school system, you had these negative interactions with teachers and you were made to feel that way, that's something to sit down with yourself with and try to re-engineer your mind and re-engineer your thinking. So now that we've talked about those two components that contribute to, you know, person's self-confidence, um, I want to talk about, you know, intelligence and education. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. An intelligent person can solve their own problems. Their own problems. Intelligence does not mean education, and education does not mean intelligence. Education is a process of learning. You can educate yourself or a person can educate you. And the fact that so many people immediately associate education with university is a problem. You do not need to go to university to be considered um, educated. You do not need to do that. Now, we don't have to be upset at our parents who told us that because there was a time where white people had a monopoly on information. They did, and they, they, they held that monopoly through universities. If you wanted higher learning, if you wanted to learn how to do something, you had to go to a university. We're living in an age in 2019 where you don't have to go to university to read certain books, to know certain information. It's all on the internet. It's all on Google. And you have to have the self-discipline to be able to learn it. And you have to have, again, the self-confidence to feel validated in your own ability to have educated yourself and not feel less than because you don't have a paper or you don't have a degree that says, you know, um, I'm educated from, from this place because this person said I'm educated. No, you say you're educated because you educated yourself and your knowledge base is just as good, if not better, than what a university could have provided. A lot of people say you go to university for networking and all of that, which is true for HBCUs and things like that, right? But there are other ways to network without the price tag. There are other ways to do it. So we really have to start thinking outside of the box, examining what you were given. Think about why you were given this blueprint and this information and be willing to throw it out if it doesn't make sense to you. And as far as the value of a college degree, if you're not in certain STEM fields, it's very low. There is almost no return on investment if you're a black person and you get a college degree in something that is not STEM-based. And that's a fact. That's data. That's not my opinion. It's true. Black men, no matter what country, what country you're in, in the West, have problems with seeking employment. Black men have the highest unemployment rate. And to tell you the truth, I've been in the workforce with black men. And to be honest, if you want a job done efficiently, I need a black man on the job. You can have a system in place and you give a black man that job to do. You come back two hours later, he figured out a more efficient way to do it. So it's not anything about work ethic or any of that bullshit that people try to sell to you. It's not. It's just racism. Black women are the most underpaid 
demographic in the workforce. Black women are getting paid 60 cents to 69 cents per dollar in comparison to white men. Why? Because of racism. Is it because black women are lazy? No, I've been in the workforce and black women to me are the hardest working people. Sisters will be like in the office, you know, everybody left the office. Sisters in the office still working, still finishing up reports, coming in early, leaving late, doing a lot to get the least. And it has been that way for the last hundred years, being the most underpaid in the workforce. And it's projected to be that way for the next hundred years. So you think about that. You think about you going into the workforce because you got a college degree, because it's true. When you get a college degree, it ensures that you will have a better chance of employment as a black woman. But what they don't say is that you will be forever underpaid. No matter how much you put out, you can be the hardest working person there. You're going to be underpaid because you're a black woman. As a black man, you're going to be the last hired and the first fired. Let you grow a beard. Let you speak up. Let you portray any characteristic that shows you as a man and not a boy. You're going to get fired. They're going to find a way. And that's, that's, that's office politics. Everybody that has been in, in you know, the workforce, they know that. So then you have to say, okay, go to college. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to have a chance of being employed, but I'm going to be underpaid. And over the course of 40 years, that underpayment will mean that I earned about $900,000 less than a white male. Almost a million dollars over 40 years. So now... The next step is to appraise the value of a college degree for almost every major, which is little to no return on investment. And we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't even start talking about student loans. We're just talking about the people that found a way to go to college for free or for cheap. The fact that people are telling you, go to college to get a good job, right? And most people, most households, Households do not have enough income to pay out of their pocket to send somebody to college because of systematic um, undercapitalization of, of the community. Now you have to take out a student loan to go. Now you're in deeper debt because you can't pay it out. You can't pay it back on time. You're paying high, higher interest rates because you're going to get paid less. Why? Because you're in a racist society. That's not going to change. It's not projected to change for the next 100 years. So there should not be any type of visceral reaction, pushback on people legitimately wanting to appraise the value of a college degree for a black person. You being underpaid means you have to retire later. I was in the workforce and two instances. One lady, she came in as a temp and I was a supervisor. She could have been my grandmother. Okay, had to come back into the workforce because she could not retire. Another lady, co-worker, limping in her 70s, limping around the freaking office because she cannot retire yet. She doesn't have shit in her retirement because of underpayment. Imagine that. So you want to take a chance and hope that 
you know, something strange happens because the data says, this is what the data says, this is what the norm says, this is what the probability says. Something strange happens for you or to you in the workforce. The only people that have a chance of earning more are the people that can ensure their supervisors, their handlers, whatever you want to call it, that they're going to engage in an extreme amount of soul selling and pretty much cooning in the workforce. That's who's going to get the pay raise. So you have to decide like who you want to be and where you want to be. If you want to sell your soul, cool. There's money for that. There's always money in a white society for black people that want to sell their souls. Black people that want to, that, that white people can be sure, like, hey, if I put this person, this, this, this black man in charge, this black woman in charge, they're going to keep the others in check. They're going to keep my power structure together. So let me pay them a little more. We know that. So that's why we need to appraise the value of a college degree and start teaching the truth, looking at the data and thinking about what we're telling the young people and thinking and examining what we were told and why we were told it. So this is why I'm having this discussion about betting on yourself. You have people that will honor Harriet Tubman every year on her birthday or whatever. And they will say, you know, I'm honoring Harriet Tubman. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I don't know if, like, Harriet Tubman is, like, you know, if she would honor you. Because you're staying in an environment where we know that you're getting exploited. Because you're afraid. You're afraid to strike out on your own. You're afraid to try something on your own. And I'm not saying that every black person should be an entrepreneur. I hope not. Because some people just have no business running the business. They just, they just, they can't, they, they just shouldn't. But I'm saying that every black person has a talent and a skill set where they can go into a service-based industry for themselves. They can do something for themselves at the least. And not somebody paying you because he gets to determine what your work is valued at. Entrenched in feelings of racism. You have to trust in your own abilities. You have to bet on yourself. Because you're pretty much going to stay in an environment when we know for a fact you're going to be exploited. But outside, it seems scary. If you leave, it seems scary. And the fact of the matter is that a lot of these people that are selling you entrepreneurial dreams and all of that, they're not telling you that it is freaking scary. It's scary as shit. It's not as bad as like Harriet leaving a plantation and, and running in the dark, shotguns and dogs behind her. It's nothing like that, but it's scary. To risk your security, but it's worth it because you know for a fact what's on the other side and it's exploitation of your labor. It's not as bad as slavery, but it's the same concept. So bet on yourself. You have talents. You're good enough. You have things that you can build a service industry around. You can do it. But it's not going to be easy. And that's the thing. People want easy. 
They want things to be too comfortable all of the time. They want to jump from a managerial position that pays them, you know, sixty to eighty thousand dollars a year to just boom and just, you know, be like the head of their own business in like two years. You're gonna have to suffer first. Why? Because that's the way the system makes things. It makes the exploitation easy. And it makes anybody that's planning to do anything that's against the grain, against the current, difficult. But it's not impossible. And that's the, that's the, the, the area that a lot of people, they don't want to be in. They don't want to be in that uncomfortable spot, that unknowing, that unsureness. I'm not telling you, go quit your, your day job today. That's silly. You might end up homeless. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you to look at your own talents. Look at your own contribution to your work, to your employer. And start to think about ways that you can contribute that to your own, to your own enterprise, to your own thing, to your own hustle. You might not be a millionaire, but it's, it's your own. If you feel like you put in $10 of work, you can be like, you know what, this is a, I'm going to get the full $10 and not some white man because he feels like I'm worth $4 and he's going to take the $6. Craziness. Have to trust in your own talent and you have to understand that the times have changed to a point where you have access to a lot, lot more information. But the difference, what's going to make the difference? is the people that are self-starters, the people that know how to take initiative, and the autodidacts. An autodidact is somebody that can teach themselves, somebody that is self-learned. So if all you want to do is just, you know, scroll Instagram, make memes, and, you know, go in the comment section on the shade room or whatever, that's cool. But the people that are not going to be exploited are the people that are going to take all of their spare time and cultivate their talents to a point of excellence where they can strike out on their own. And I don't even, I don't like this thing. It's like, you know, they, they, they've taken black excellence and made it into about getting degrees. When I was younger, black excellence was not that. So they're even trying to change the definition of black excellence. Black excellence was a thing people would say when you gave a black person to do a job and they did it excellently. They did it better. Black people, and this is not, you know, you guys all know my views. I'm pro-black and all of that, but this is just facts. When you give a black person to do a job and they take them their time and do it, it's better than anybody else. When a black person gets on a mic and they say they're going to sing, they're going to sing. And nobody else can outdo that singing. If they want to dance, they're going to dance. And it's going to be the best dancing you ever, you ever saw. If they're going to make a dress, nobody can outdo that. They want to do hair, nobody can outdo us in that. You get a black barber that's well-trained and cares about his talent. He's like, he has like his own PhD in, in geometry. Nobody can do that. Let's not even talk about cooking, making food. None of that. So we have to get back to the point of, you know, wanting to be black excellence again. Cultivating talent to the point where people want to, they want to deal with you when it comes to the service that you offer. You have to take time off 
to cultivate your mind and your talents in such a way that people want to, they want your service. And you're too booked because everybody, everybody wants to deal with you, but you're too booked. So either you can stay wasting your time and bullshitting and being exploited and you know that you deserve more, but you just, it's like safer. So you want to just stay there and be exploited or you can take a year or two or three because it's not going to be a fast process and develop your talents and your skills. Develop them in such a way that you can strike out on your own and bet on your own self and not have to worry. It's that little period, that one to two to, to three years that people don't want to spend. They don't want to do it. It's like too hard. But that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to sit and watch a lot of YouTube videos on whatever it is that you want to do. Read a lot of books. You might even have to look at who's the best in your industry, the black people, and ask them, you know, how can I help you? Because that's the correct thing to do. You know, a lot of people, they want to get on. They'd be like, oh, you know, put me on, put me. That's just like not the way, you know. If you have somebody that's like the best hairstylist in your town, what you will have to do is look at what they need and offer to help in exchange to be trained by them or just to just watch them. You know, that's how it goes. Offer to help. Keep trying. Keep trying. If they don't answer you, go down to the shop. You email them, they don't answer, email again. You call them, they don't answer, call again because they're probably busy. But all of that is like better than being exploited by the children of slave masters. Because that's what they're going to, they're going to keep doing it. You know, so that's what this whole bet on yourself thing is about. I believe that every black person has an innate skill and innate talent. And somewhere along the way, people's self-confidence has been broken down to the point where they don't even believe in themselves anymore by parents and teachers. So they're willing to be comfortable in being underpaid and mistreated. And we haven't even talked about the microaggressions, you know, in the workforce. And a lot of people, they don't, you don't realize the extent that the microaggressions um, takes on your mental health until you leave, Right? You're in the office being fake because you don't want to lose your job. People talking crazy, disrespecting you, saying shadiness, and you have to be fake because you don't want to lose your job. Imagine being fake 40 hours a day to be underpaid because you don't want to lose your job. That shit is crazy. You coming inside, you coming to work with your with your natural hair or whatever, and, and, and this white woman talking about, oh, it's, it's interesting. Can I touch it? No, fuck you. You know, but you can't say that because you don't want to lose your job. You in the workforce and, and, you know, you're a black man and and some, you know, the white supervisor, white CEO or CFO or whoever, you know, is playing butt grabbing games and shit. And you don't like that shit. He's talking about, oh, I don't think Trump is such a bad guy. And you don't like him, but you're grinning your teeth out like a camel. Being fake. Because you don't want to lose your job. 
and your job is exploiting you. They're underpaying you. That's what the data says. That's not what I see. I think that everybody listening right now, no matter how old you are, because there's some people, they have this thing in their head. They're like, oh, you know, my time has passed. No, it has not. Unless you want to be 70 limping in the office like that lady because you can't retire. Your time has not passed. Cultivate your talents. Become an intern. Offer to help the, the, the people that's at the top of their game. Do research. Watch YouTube. Read books. Give yourself an MBA. I'm going to talk about how you can give yourself an MBA soon. I'm going to provide all the resources I can. Because it, you, we got to open our eyes and realize what's going on. You're being underpaid. That means that you're in survival mode as a college degree holder. You can barely make ends meet. If you cannot make ends meet, you cannot think properly. You cannot think your way to better your own condition because they have you on the hamster wheel. Okay, it's, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. So this is why I'm heading this in this direction to talk about STEM, to talk about trades, to talk about betting on yourself. This is why we're going in this direction. We're going to really, really not just take the information that was given to us. We're going to evaluate the information. We're going to see how it's working for us and how it's working against us. And we're going to do differently. Thank you for listening.